Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, Bart Scott, Jen Latta, holding it down for the guys. We've been taking your calls all morning long about the best sports feuds in honor of Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson burying the hatchet, it would seem. Jimmy Johnson going to be in the Ring of Honor now as he is inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 if you want to get us your best sports feuds. And we've got an awful lot of good ones. The game last night, score doesn't really matter, but if you are keeping score, the Steelers won 16-3. to That Cowboys first-team defense, though, Looked pretty good. And Micah Parsons, one of the guys who looked good. We've been talking about him this morning as well. But I want to get to something else. Uh, Former Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett was making news yesterday as he was leaving his press conference and seemed to be making a point to get a message out to the media members. Take a listen. Good to see you guys. Yeah, we say good to see you, coach. He said, we say good to see you, coach. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. And then when they responded, he said, we say good to see you, coach. Now, a mm-hmm. lot of people interpret that as him saying he wants to be called coach. Little inner Dion going on with him. Little Dion, right, uh, from, a, from a couple weeks ago. I can tell you, I thought I was playing Gallagher in the background. <laughs> I thought I was trying to recognize that sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so a lot of people were, were reacting to this. And, and, and I kind of, I have to be honest with you. I'm okay if, in fact, he was saying he wants to be called coach. I'm actually okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with it in theory. I don't love the execution. I don't love if, – if, again, that's what he was trying to do, I don't love that he kind of like – the way he got the message out there. Yeah. But the way I feel about this is this. If you're a coach, it's like any other distinction in life. Yeah. You have earned the right to be called coach if that's what you want. Not everybody does. Not everybody cares about it. I think about me and my career when I have interacted with people who have the coaching title, who have the coaching moniker. For a very long time, I always referred to them as mm-hmm. coach. Now, my dad is a coach. I know that he takes great pride in that title. And therefore, I think that everybody who has the title of coach takes that as well. Um, now, as I've gotten older, Bart, and I don't know if you're like this as well, now I'm the same age as a lot of the coaches, right? right? And it feels a little weird being the same age as these guys and calling them coach. I've started calling them by their first name. That's not a disrespectful thing. I'm not not disrespecting them in any way. I understand, though, if somebody prefers to be called coach, but I think you could get that message out there differently. What do you think when you hear this? Well, this has been bugging me a little bit because me and you, this is our third day in a row working with each other. I like to be called Sir Bart. By the way. <laughs> but see, I appreciate the way you handled that, right? You didn't make me feel bad about it. You're just yeah. basically conveying your preference. I'm good yeah. with that, Sir Bart. But but but, but, but to your <laughs> but to your point, right? Uh, it's about how you choose to be addressed, right? And if he's telling you, I like to be addressed like that. I mean, he could have did it in a better way, but I, I will respect him wanting to be called Coach, Coach Garrett. And, you know, you have to understand that sometimes these coaches are having bad days as well. You know, Jason Garrett, I'm sure, is very grateful and happy that he's the offensive coordinator for the, the, the New York football giants. But I guarantee you he, he's a little salty in saying that he wants to be a head coach again, and he doesn't want the distinction of him being called coach or being addressed properly you know, isn't being given to him. So he wants to make sure that he keeps these guys on their toes to show him the level of respect that he felt that like he's earned by being a head coach in this league. So I think it's more about that than anything else. And he wants to, guys to remember that he's a head coach because he wants to coach uh, again and be ah, a head coach. That's an in interesting the theory, Bart. I got to tell you, I didn't give that as much thought because he's a coordinator you forget, now yeah, as so opposed they just, to a so, coach. So they don't give him the same – 
level of respect. Yeah, that's interesting. And I wonder if there is a little bit of a mind game happening there with um, with Jason Garrett, who is now a coordinator, used to be a head coach. And uh, Now, Todd Archer, who works for us, did provide some other context to this. He said that when he covered Garrett, when he was the head coach of the Giants, uh, when he was head coach of the Cowboys, I yeah. think is what, um, when Archer covered him, he said he did this all the time with us, especially if the first reaction was meh. He wasn't emphasizing the coach part. Based on my interactions with him for a decade plus, he wanted the reflexive type of good to see you too. So it wasn't so much about the coach, it was oh, the good to see man, you. And I know, man, and that first changes all, first things, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, bruh, first of all, I ain't, I ain't making that much money. I'm a beat writer. I got a story to put out there, man. Just tell me what the hell, you, you ain't giving me nothing. It's like, stop it. You know where we're here. We're here to talk about Junior Whopper and can he take the next step. We don't care what plays you call and what's going on. <laughs> we want to know about Saquon and Junior Whopper and maybe Galladay and his hammy. Like, Give you give me what I want. Good to see you. It's not good to see you. I don't even like you, dude. I don't even know you. I just want to write my damn story and get it in in time so I can go home and I can watch uh, The Price is Right. See, and I think Archer thought he was helping by adding the context yeah, nah, he, yeah. by saying, that like, makes no, it worse. Yes. it's not even about the coach moniker. It's not even about the title. It's about him wanting you to respond, saying it's good to see you as nah, well. And nah, that's bro. where I go, don't tell yeah. me. How to if be it's, feeling. Exactly. If it's good. Now, again, I go back to the title. If you prefer to be called Sir Bart, I will honor that request because yeah. I respect you, and I understand that you have earned the Sir title. You have earned that distinction. But this is like you—you you know, I go into my kid's pediatrician's office, right? <laughs> and I don't call her Kelsey. I don't right. call her Kristen. I don't call you know yeah. whoever call it is that doc. day. I call her doctor. She's a doctor. She's earned that distinction, mm-hmm. right? And I understand if coaches feel like the time they've put in, the the mm-hmm. toils they've been through, all the years they right. put in, and we know, man, it is a grind That's to a get to a head coaching yep. spot in the NFL. Means you have been probably in ten different cities. Maybe fourteen different cities the by the time you, exactly. So I totally get it if that's what he what his preference yeah. is. But if, now he, we, if it's a good day, sir, like, I would be like, man, you better get the hell out of here. But if Jay, it's Garrett, Jay, it's good to see me, isn't it? Uh, hell no! It I don't was. even like you. The most boring interview ever. You give us nothing. We can't write on anything. You give us the most cliche as like answers. No, it's not good to see you. I want somebody that's gonna give me some juice. Fill up my notebook. Exactly. I need okay. OJ the juice, man. I want you to give me stuff that I can go make some money. And what was it? Pulitzer? Pulitzer? Pulitzer Prize? What are we talking about? Yeah, some. Give me some. Whatever your t- titles, like, you know, people that write stories oh, get. Oh, like pediatrician. Like, oh, when you win a Pulitzer Prize. I see what you're saying. See, yeah. again, he's speaking French, and I'm trying over here to figure no, out I just, what he's I saying. can't just articulate. I can't pronounce all the syllabuses and stuff. <laughs> um, I told you I got from a From one degree. coach to another, was Robert Sala throwing shade at Joe Judge? I tend to think he wasn't, but here's what he had to say when he was asked about the, the fights at training camp and how you respond to them as a coach. Take a listen. There's there's many ways to do it. There are there there are many ways to do it. For me, um, you know, it it's more of accountability. Try to try to create accountability w- with self uh, rather than forcing accountability. Uh, these players are are grown men, and that uh, to give them the opportunity to correct themselves will always happen first. Uh, obviously, there's going to be coaching. You know, they're they're not they're not trying to make the mistake. Uh, all we can do is help them understand how the mistake was made, so they don't do it again. Man, does it feel like coaches have become super philosophical? Yeah, man. They're probably they're borderline politicians, man. Like they they they're worried about being canceled. They can't say certain things. 
Only person that's still keeping it real hill is Dan Campbell. They probably asked him the same thing. He looked right into the camera, said, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, biting kneecaps and whatnot. And he actually said he likes to see the aggressiveness. He likes to see the competitiveness come out in the form of fighting. And we not, in and now we know. Like, he may not be able to catch no balls, but we know he choked Chris Canty out. Like, who knew? That's such that, a, that, 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 that Dan Campbell point. had hands. Of all the Chris Canty, 6'9. Of all the things we've covered this week on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, that, of course, might be the best takeaway was that his first fight in the league was with Dan Campbell, now the head coach of the Lions. Like, yo, yo, did you win, Chris? Like, nah, man. When, when people started explaining, yo, I had slip. Like, <laughs> he had to, Chris had to call for backup. <laughs> like, you grab Dan Campbell, like, woo. Like, sometimes you grab dudes that you're bigger than, and woo, this dude's strong. He grabbed Dan Campbell. He felt, he felt all that protein shake that morning. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, I don't think that Salo is throwing shade at Joe Judge. I do think, though, that everybody's different, right? And every coach has to handle his team their way. So mm-hmm. if Joe Judge's way is for the guys to get on the line and run 100-yard sprints and do push-ups, if that's his way of creating accountability in his franchise, in his yeah. program, if you will, then then do it. You know, you got, again, that's we only go back to this. Has. That's only tool we has. go back to this all the time, man. you got to be authentic to yourself. You start trying to be somebody else. Else, you start trying to play off of somebody else's playbook, and that's when things go sideways. Like you may not be head coaching material, but at least stay true to who you are. Yeah. You can tweak it, you can evolve, you can change. You know, like if Jerry Jones can change, we all can change. <laughs> that, should be a new, that should be a new saying. Uh, no, I love that. Jews can change, and weeds can change. <laughs> From Rocky, eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine thirty seven seventy six. That's the number to call in. We've been asking for your best sports feuds in honor of the aforementioned Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson will, in fact, go into the ring of honor. And I love Bart's take on this. His take is, what a move by Jerry Jones. It is Jimmy Johnson's weekend. He is being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And here's Jerry Jones. Here's Jerry. Stealing the spotlight, stealing the flowers, stealing the attention, because we're all going, oh, what a nice gesture. What a good guy. He's come around. He's learned. He's evolved. And you're saying, nah. I'm not having any of it. Dude's 80 years old, man. He ain't changed. You don't change at 80. You ain't got time to change. Nobody don't recognize the change. Let's get to Dan in New Jersey. Dan, you're on with Jen and Bart on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Much love to my man, Bart. I'm a Jeff fan since I was a little kid. Um, That interview after the the Jets-Patriots division game that we won, that was awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about Jason Garrett, and I, I agree with, with your take, Jen. I think his execution wasn't great. But also related, I think that Dion wasn't wrong for walking off because I watched the YouTube uh, of what happened, and the, the reporter was really a jerk. That's all I got to say. Love you guys. Have a great day. Well, and I think it brings up a really great conversation. And I think that there's so many different layers to this. First and foremost, you know, does Dion have a case? If Dion wants to be called coach, you know, again, you can take an issue with the way it's executed. You can take an issue with the way the message is got it gets out there. Yeah. But if that's their preference and they have earned that distinction, why is it any different than a doctor, than a lawyer, than exactly. somebody who goes to all of the school and earns the degrees and earns the distinctions, exactly. right? I got a girlfriend who puts Esquire on her Twitter handle. You know why? Because she's a freaking Esquire. She earned that right to put it on there. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And, you know, I think Dion, listen, I saw that. I've seen that smile before. He's laughing, but he ready to smack 
the hell out of you too. And I think that that reporter was poking the bear. When I sit there and I say, hey, man, listen, can you address me like this, right? And then you, and you think that the, the next word you say is address me how I, you, I ask you not to address me. It's a level of respect, oh, right? Because we got to understand that you, know, you have to have respect from coach to reporter and you have to have respect from reporter to, 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 to coach. And, you know, it's a relationship that that's always in, in, that we have to do that we don't always enjoy, right? We have good days, bad days, and we understand that you guys have to ask tough questions and we have to answer them, but we have to have a level of respect because we have to both be professional. If I ask you to address me a certain way, then address me. If not, then I'm not going to sell papers for you by giving you quotes and answering your questions. Well, even worse, okay, so let's say that let's play out the Sir Bart thing for a second, okay? Yeah. Let's say that you say, hey, Jen. I would prefer that you call me Sir Bart, okay? I don't like is that's different than saying I don't like being called Bartholomew. Yeah. Okay? Like if you came to me and you were like, hey man, I know that my name is Bartholomew. I don't even know if that's your name, but I'm just yeah, saying like and you were like, I don't like being called that. Only my mama calls me Bartholomew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Bartholomew, yeah. Bartholomew. Yeah. That takes on a taunting element, yeah. doesn't it? It kind yeah. of feels yeah. like I'm poking the bear, I'm jabbing. Mm-hmm. That was the issue with Dion. It was like, call me coach, and he was like, Okay, Dion. Yeah, like, you know, we're we trying boys. to make a point. Yeah, but I also don't don't like it establishing a hierarchy because I think you're right about respect and there has to be a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, not very often, but oftentimes, coaches don't respect the job of the media. And then that trickles down to players who don't respect the job of yep. the media. And I've said, you know, we have seen with this pandemic over the last year, the job of the media has never been more important. You don't have access to your favorite teams. You're not getting the storylines. You're not yep. getting the insight that you have gotten in previous years because the reporters don't have access. And of course, right. I understand understand global pandemic and having to have restrictions and whatnot but that has been a major difference in the last year and I think that fans have realized that they aren't getting the access to their favorite teams and they're not hearing all of the details that have been going on behind closed doors because you don't have the people in there yeah they're not getting the the tough questions answered right so guys are able to paint the narrative and they're getting away with these um, easy answers and and we just take it as matter of fact because it's, it's, it's not an opportunity to retort right you can't ask somebody something because you're on a zoom meeting so it goes here to here to here you have to be respectful of the other professionals there that's why I like when sometimes when it, when when the questions get tough and then you know somebody else is their time they say no 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 you can continue because you're going somewhere and I see what you're doing sometimes you can't just ask one question you got to ask follow-up questions that kind of you know pins them into the corner to make them them give the most authentic honest answer that absolutely and we don't have that luxury when you're doing zoom calls and you get one availability we laugh uh locally when we do these zoom availabilities and somebody gets on and they go uh yeah that they took my question so i got nothing it's like you get one question you get one question think of something come up with something man like (laughs) it does always remind me though whenever we have this conversation about call me coach or you know with what jason garrett did yesterday it always reminds me of ferris bueller's day off (laughs) when cameron's on the call and he's like call me sir that's always what i think of for some reason how many times we got to change how we address diddy yeah, right. Shine, Diddy, Father Love. And it's a what is, I don't know what it's thing, again, on now. some level, right? You respect yeah. that. I've always said this also. Like, when we talk about names, there are times where players, their names aren't being pronounced the way that they were either raised or how <laughs> they want it, and they don't say anything. And I always say, if there's one thing that you can be adamant about, that you yeah. can absolutely drive yeah. your message home, it's how we say your flipping name. I only, only had one person that I ever got upset with because they tried to tell us how to pronounce his name, like, year seven, right? I remember Terrell Owens was saying my name is Terrell. Yeah. And then Terrell 
called Terrell Suggs said called me Terrell. Yep. Like, man, if you don't get the hell, he had just got his grill fixed. We'd, I said, man, listen, just because you think you're cute now, like nobody calling you Terrell. You ain't <laughs> Stefan Urkel Well, again, now. that's the man, thing. You got to do it before you're a star. I yeah. think about, didn't we hear just last week or the week before that Travis Kelsey is now Kels? Yeah. His name Kels. was Kels? All said, along, Kels. Good luck getting people yeah, to man. adopt that yeah. one. Uh, we dealt with it in Wisconsin with Monty Ball, Monte Ball. That went back and forth. Yeah, so, you're not good again, enough for us to know your real name. J- again, I have no issue. When you first step onto the scene, when you first get into the college game, you tell us how to say your name, exactly. and we'll say it correctly. Once you're in the league, Travis Kels. Travis Kels. That just is. But then not his brother stick. did the same damn thing. Like there's two of y'all. So if y'all, if nobody wanted to correct this man, your name is Kelsey. Sometimes I wonder if it goes back to the Heisman Theisman thing, right? Yeah. Like we know that that's not how you pronounce Joe's name, <laughs> but they've changed the pronunciation so that it sounded more like Heisman, Brett, and it stuck. Brett Favor. Brett Favor. Like who the hell are you? Favor? Yeah, I don't think you say favor, right? But again, that was one of those things where people always got it wrong. Uh, we're taking your calls all morning long. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The best sports feuds. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's get to Kevin in Georgia. Kevin in Georgia, you're on with Jen and Bart on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Hey, good morning. Uh First of all, it was hard to see O.J. Simpson in a 49ers uniform. Ooh, I don't even remember that one. Yeah. And um, the feud that I thought of was Kurt Flood's antitrust lawsuit against Major League Baseball, which, if memory serves, led to free agency. Oh, wow. Well, I know that. What? So that did it, and then um, Gilbert and the NFL led to free agency. Reva's uncle that set out for a whole season. It is interesting how somebody always has to be first, right? Yep. Somebody has to like buck the L. trend, you know, and we're talking about this in college football as well with name, image, and likeness being a thing now. But I think back to the uh, the kid from Northwestern, was it Kane Coulter, who tried to unionize all those yeah. years back? And everybody yeah. was like, what are you doing? You're crazy. I mean, the O'Bannon brothers. I mean, it goes all the way back mm-hmm. to that, man. We've been fighting this fight for a long time. You know, so it's, it's, it's been crazy. And, and they become the villain. They become, you know, the, the poster child for going anti-establishment. And then a few years later, you go, oh, you know what? Maybe yeah, they were yeah. right. Yeah, they Actually, need some royalties. They need some royalties. Those dudes need some royalties, man. All this were. money these kids are getting, two million, three million, it's because he started that fight. They need to write him a collective check. Absolutely. Let's get to Kelly in St. Louis. we got a couple Kellys on the line, but let's go to Kelly in St. Louis who wants to talk about Jason Garrett's title. Good morning, Kelly. Oh, good morning. Um, Bart, I appreciate your galley Bartisms, which I quote throughout the day. <laughs> Pretty funny man you are. Um, but the um, things about titles, people forget our country was founded because of titles in England. And we came to America, so there were no titles. If it organically occurs that people call him coach, fine. But the demand and tell people to call you uh, coach, I think, is inappropriate and arrogant. Another thing is, I think the only people... And I am a lawyer, so I'm technically a doctor. The only people to be called doctor are doctors who can perform medical procedures if you're in an emergency. But once again, our country was founded on having no title at all. Matter of fact, it was interesting when our country was founded. They, uh, In the British papers, they would make fun of people being called sir, because in England, only certain people were called sir. 
So that's my thought on that topic. Thank uh, you, and have a good day. Good insight, Kelly. We appreciate the call. Um, it is fascinating. Evan, I, are you knighted, Evan? Are no, you, knighted? you had to be knighted to be called sir, though. That's why people in England, like here, we call everybody sir, but in England, you had to be knighted, like Sir Elton John. But, okay, I think we can bring it back to the relevancy of the Hall of Fame. Like, if somebody's in the Hall of Fame, I'm not saying you have you to call them a Hall of, of Famer, Famer, but, man, it feels like you should always preface their name with, Hall of Famer. Like, these are the highest distinctions in the sports space. Uh, and again, I have no issue with it. I have no issue with recognizing the accomplishments of certain people. Had, and yeah. Maybe that's because I don't, you know, I'm not, again, maybe this is an ego thing and you're like, when you reach a certain level, I'm not demanding that people call me Emmy Award winning. Right? Like, I'm not yeah. out here doing that. Not, not anymore. You, you hadn't, but now you said, because <laughs> that's what we're doing. And we've got Emmy Relax. Award you know winning. Drop Jen that. Lada. I mean, the point How is, many Emmys? One, two. Oh, I got four on the shelf. Four-time Emmy. Woo-hoo! Again, the point is, when you accomplish something... Can we call you Grammy? Can we call you Grammy? I don't have any Grammys. Those are the music ones. Oh, oh, Emmy. Oh, Emmy. Oh, Emmy. Oh, my bad. You know what I'm saying? Too many hits. The point is, of course, it does take a certain amount of work. It takes a certain amount of, you know, um, success to reach a certain level. So, again, I have no issue if a coach prefers to be called coach and they create... and they. Pass that on in a delicate, not a delicate, it doesn't have to be delicate, but just like not the way that we think that maybe. Can we put your Twitter handle up? So when we go there, like, is it like underneath the distinction as you you just got all the. uh, No, it says you may be right. I may be crazy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But but, but, ode to Billy Joel there. But I'm an Emmy winner. No, but again, it's you reach a certain level of accolades. Like, again, you have to decide if you want to be called that or not. So when you do your Zoom, so we ever do a Zoom show, like we go, I'm going to see him in the back. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Do you have names? Do you polish them up? No, it just says JL for Jen Latta. Woohoo! Just a little JL. Put some respect on that. Y'all hear that, listeners? Y'all better call correct. I love it. I love it. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance, offering coverage options as unique as your businesses. Progressive covers companies of many sizes and specialties. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Tune into an NL battle tomorrow as the Brewers host the Giants. Coverage begins at 630 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, speaking of Major League Baseball, a new hero in the Bronx. Buster's got the details next. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and ESPN news. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Michael is in Queens. Michael, what's up, man? And as far as key goes and the diva, key, you're so diva, it's more like Kiva should be your new name. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy
passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Turn and again, a little stutter step down to the goal line and into the end zone for that Steelers touchdown is Kalen Bellage. And I tell you what, I don't like to dig up past names, but there was a little echo of Le'Veon Bell in that little stutter step. <laughs> that courtesy of WDVE 102.5 FM in the first NFL preseason game in two years, the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Dallas Cowboys 16 3 Thursday night in Canton, Ohio. Neither starting quarterback played, but we did see each team's 2021 first-round pick. Najee Harris finished with eight touches for 25 yards for the Steelers, while Micah Parsons tallied three tackles and one fumble recovery for the Cowboys. Lionel Messi will not extend his contract with Barcelona, according to a statement released by the club on Thursday. Speaking at a news conference on Friday, Barcelona president Joan Laporta said negotiations to keep Messi at the club are over and he does not want to generate false hope that the situation could be fixed. Messi holds club records for titles won, goals scored, and games played. And the Commission on Chicago Landmarks unanimously voted Thursday to approve the Cubs' plan to build a two-story sports book right next to Wrigley Field. It will be open to the public before, during, and after games. And while fans will be able to enter Wrigley from the sports book, they will not be required to be attending the games to make bets inside. Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for $299, no contract, all on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Mm. Yeah, yeah. My favorite segment of the morning, Bus a Bus. I'm a little nervous. What's up, bus a bus? Welcome to KJZ. What it is, what it is. Well, first of all, it's Jen Latta and Sir Bart here filling in for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, and the okay. Sir Bart thing is sticking. One of our loyal yeah. listeners saying that he, their child was listening to the show and thought you were asking to be called Sherbert. Ah, uh-huh. Sherbert. Sherbert. Hey, Bert. Instead of Sir Bart. Oh, you can go. Good go. morning, Buster. Tune into a crosstown rivalry Sunday <laughs> as the Cubs host the White Sox, presented by Samsung Galaxy. Coverage of Sunday night baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And at 7 p.m., get this, on ABC. Buster will be in Chicago and on the call for that game on ABC. We'll get to that with him in a second. But first, let's start in the Bronx. Joey Gallo was the hero this time. Something has changed for this team since the since free agency, since the deadline, since the trade deadline, that is. What is it that's changed about the Yanks? Well, they were completely energized, Dan, by the, the additions uh, to their lineup. Uh, you know, their grand plan, I think, coming into 2021 
was that they were going to bludgeon other teams, uh, that even if they had issues in the rotation, in the bullpen, that they would score enough runs where it wouldn't matter. And for the first, you know, four months of the season, that really wasn't the case. Their offense not only wasn't as good as it's been in the past, but they were bottom third in the majors and runs scored. Well, now by getting the injection of, of Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo, they balance the lineup. Uh, and they create more depth. It takes pressure off every individual from Stanton to Judge, uh, you know, Gary Sanchez uh, down the line, DJ LeMayhew, and you have that balance. And you have someone like Gallo who, you know, can miss hit a ball the way that he did, but as a left-handed hitter, he can take advantage of the Yankee Stadium dimensions and wind up hitting a, a, a tie-break, a, a, a game-winning three-run homer. Um, you, you can see the energy. You can feel the energy. You know, the big question now is, are they going to be able to overcome all these uh, COVID uh, positive cases that they've had this week? I mean, listen, we're all excited that, you know, that it looks like the Yankees are back. You talk about Gallo and Rizzo and how they balance out the lineup, giving you know them a left-handed hitter, knowing that they have the short porch out there. But, you know, we have to go to, like, maybe something that could become an issue. We got a forecast, right? So talking about Joy Gallo at 27 years old, still under contract, um, and you talk about Aaron Judge out there, like at some point are we going to start having a conversation about, you know, maybe these guys are better suited for long term with how much money is tied up with Stanton. So what do you think about that, maybe signing Joey Gallo and really not signing Aaron Judge to a $400 million contract? Look, it's going to be uh, the dominant conversation within the Yankees front office during the offseason. What are they going to do with Aaron Judge, who's a free agent after the 2022 season? Um, you know, they're going to have to make a choice whether or not they want to pay him in one of those contracts that, you know, that, uh, you know, nets for him 30, 35 million dollars a year. Um, I, I, it's a fascinating conversation because when he's on the field, He's one of the best players in baseball. You know, great plate discipline, dominates the strike zone, power, speed, great defense. And the fact of the matter is he also has been off the field a lot with injuries. Um, I, you know, if I had to sit here today and guess either way, I don't think that they're going to invest one of those big contracts with him. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they make him an offer to try to keep him. But when we're talking about, you know, a Lindor contract of $341 million, uh, Tatis junior contract of $340 million, a, a Betts contract, a Trout contract. I don't think so because, A, of his age, I think he's going to hit free agency at age 30. Yeah. And, B, because of all those absences that he's had. You know, could Gallo be that guy? I, I mean, I think they'd want to see a lot more of him and, and see how he adapts. He certainly is someone you can move around the field because of his athleticism. But uh, my guess is that no. Judge will not be a player that they will invest a huge contract in when he becomes a free agent. So if that's the case, we talk about a depleted farm system. What can a guy like Aaron Judge bring back if you trade him? Well, and it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. I think it's more likely, Bart, that they handle it the way they did Robinson Cano, where because there's going to be expectations for the Yankees to win in 2022, while they might talk to other teams and and get a feel – for what his value is, in the end, they'll wind up bringing him back. That said, I will tell you that there were other teams that were watching the Yankees when they were on the verge of collapse in mid-July, and they were having the conversation internally, look, if the Yankees uh, fall out of the race and they put Judge out there, you know, what's it going to take to get him? And there was an anticipation that the Yankees would talk about him, but 
uh, you know, that didn't happen before the trade deadline. I don't think they'll trade him going to next year just because uh, they're expected to win. And this is their window to win with Giancarlo Stanton, with Garrett Cole uh, being two guys they're paying a lot of money to right in the primes of their respective careers. Buster Olney hanging out with Jen Latta and Bart Scott this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, I'm looking at the standings, and you know me, Buster. I am based out of the Midwest. Uh, Cubs obviously not going to be uh, in the conversation this year, but the Brewers certainly are. They are seven games up on the Reds, 11 and a half on the Cardinals, and they've been in that position for most of the season. Why aren't we talking about this team more? They obviously have the pitching. They've added the offense. Could they be a team that makes a deep playoff run? I actually think uh, that that's a team fully capable of winning the World Series. You know, what? we talked about this uh, on the on the trade deadline special last week. That is a team that in a short series is going to be a nightmare to face because they've got those three great starters, they've got a great back end of the bullpen, and their defense is phenomenal. Willie Adamas you know, was acquired from the Tampa Bay Rays in, uh, in what was, let's face it, a deal that didn't get a lot of attention, and he has become an MVP candidate, uh, not only with the defense but also with his presence. They love his leadership. Uh, and, you know, he's someone who's played in the postseason. That is going to be a fascinating team to watch. You know, it, it has felt like in, in past Octobers when they played the Dodgers or other teams, like they were not equipped to take down those teams. Jen, I think this Brewers absolutely could do that because of the, the depth of the pitching they have. The year of Milwaukee. Oh. Crazy, they'll right? Be, they'll be up notches if this happens. And, I mean, can you imagine the trifecta? <laughs> can you imagine well, Mark, the Bucks and the Brewers Mark, and the they, they would need to be. They deserve to be obnoxious because they've never won a World Series before, right? Yeah. They haven't been in the World Series since I was a senior in college, which is a million years ago. You know, let me ask you this, Buster, because it's an interesting conversation. Do you believe in momentum from, from team to team in a town? Like, you look at what Tampa Bay has done over the last year plus, and it feels a little more than coincidental. Can teams feed off of the momentum that a championship creates? Can they, like, it's almost like if they can do it, we can do it. Do you buy into that? I don't buy into the players uh, gathering momentum, but I do. And having hung out with a lot of the billionaires and millionaires, uh, you know, it owners meetings. Flex, flex. Flex. Those yeah. guys nice get flex. competitive. <laughs> Those guys get competitive, and so you might have an you know the uh, an owner of a baseball team watching the success of another team, saying, you know what, I want some of that. I want a championship. I don't want to you know be the the lame team in town. And, and I think uh, you will see owners step up and give their front office more latitude when you have a, you know, in a place where there's a lot of winning. And I'm not saying this is what happened with the Rays, but, you know, after what we saw with the Bucks and after what we saw with the Lightning, you know, you had the Rays step up and make a great deal for Nelson Cruz. Latitude, that will be the name of the book that I eventually write that no one will read, so I appreciate you giving it a plug here well in advance, Buster. Uh, Cubs versus White Sox on Sunday Night Baseball on ABC this weekend. What can people expect, expect rather from that meeting on Sunday Night Baseball? Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Where Al Michaels uh, is going to join the broadcast during the course of the game. Uh, he, of course, is such an important part of ABC's baseball coverage, uh, you know, which ran through 1995. So to have... You know him on the broadcast will, will be a lot of fun. The bit and and Jen, you're in a position to answer this question better than than I am. But it it absolutely feels like this could be a weekend where there could be like a White Sox fan takeover Wrigley Field, 
which, you know, we don't see. But you, Cubs fans are disappointed with a sell-off and seeing Rizzo and Brian and Baez go. And on the other hand, the White Sox also look like a team that could compete for a World Series title. And from what I understand, the, the White Sox fans are kind of dominating the secondary ticket market. Oh, so that'll be know. fun to see on Sunday night Man. exactly how many uh, – what percentage of the crowd is White Sox fans? And all my pals, Buster, who are White Sox fans, always talk about what a dump Wrigley Field is, right? <laughs> They're always like, hey, get over to Guaranteed Rate. You want to see a good ballpark? Get over to Guaranteed Rate Field. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Hey, little brother. <laughs> uh, this Sunday Night Baseball preview is brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. You won't be able to go back to mediocre after this. Are you ready for this life? Find out at Samsung.com slash reserve. Always great to catch up with our friend Buster Olney Buster on bus. the Goodyear Hotline. Buster, have a great weekend, man. See you guys. Take care. We are going to play Take It or Shake It right after this. Find out if Bart thinks that Tua could actually have a better season than Justin Herbert. And the stink guy you're giving tells me nope. I don't know. You can't read me. You can't read Sir Bartholomew. That's after Sir Bart has this from Goodyear. <laughs> Every move we make pushes us forward, whether it's on the track, the court, or the field. Movement is how we make our impression on the world. It's a part of who we are. And when we pursue it with everything we've got, it shows us who we'll become. Every move we make, every road we choose to go down, every mile marker we pass – takes us to a new place and shows the world just how far we can go. Goodyear, more driven. Hey, it's Greeny, and don't miss Friday. We look back on the very first NFL preseason game of the year, Steelers and Cowboys, and ahead to all your other top NFL stories. See you then. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. I'm just going to be real honest, Bart. I enjoy the shake. Hey, so uh, I would prefer to shake it whenever possible. As Bart, what do you think of the new music? It. I love Changed hey, up the yeah. music on all this right, show. All right, 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 all right. Some brilliant songs right there. <laughs> I love Outcast. What's cool and cold? Ice cold. Um, But he's Bart Scott. I'm Jen Latta holding it down for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on this Friday in New York. Uh, Let's play a little Take It or Shake It. It is brought to you by Granger. And we start, Bart Scott, with this. Take it or shake it. Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the NFC East. Mm. 
I'm going to take it. Take it. Take that. Take that. Yeah, I mean, you got to say that Danny Dimes is yet to ascend. We don't know who's going to be the quarterback of the Eagles, and Fitz Magic can easily be Fitz Tragic. You know, he's, you know his better days are behind him. So I'm going I'm to go with take that. I, I can't even front. Dak Prescott, who is still dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury, and we haven't seen him mm. back out on the field with that ankle injury. Mm. So a uh, little more banged up than we would like, but Dak Prescott, of course, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. All right, here, take it or shake it. Tua Tungavailoa will be the second, I'm sorry, the best second-year quarterback. So of the second-year quarterbacks. Shake it! Why? That. Who will Don't break it. it? Took your mama nama to make it. No, no. Let me tell you what. I, I, I mean, I'm a Herbert fan. I mean, they went out there and they invested in what you do in a young quarterback. They went out and got Lindsey. They went out and got Slater. Now he's going to have protection, so now he can have more time to go through his progressions. And when all things break down, I trust the fact that he can get vertical and he can use his athleticism and his speed to get up the field. Tua Tagovailoa, I get nervous about his body. He's like unbreakable. He's like Carson Wentz. He's had an injury history in college and it's creeping his way into the pros. And I don't know if he know the damn playbook yet. Uh, let me just throw another wild card at you, though. What about Joe Burrow? Oh, I love now we Joe missed. Burrow. Ooh, I love now, Joe so Burrow. that's the thing. I wonder if Joe Burrow could be the best second-year yeah. quarterback in the league. Yeah, he had, listen, he has the weapons, right? I mean, I think even though you know guys in the NFL rank his weapons with Chase, with uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. But the problem is that he doesn't have any protection, and he's in one of the deepest – um, you know, um, conferences. So even though he can have some success, I don't think the team is going to have success. And that's how we measure overall success. Yeah, that's how we measure quarterback success. Absolutely. Of course, reports out of camp say he's been struggling, but you told us yesterday or it was the day before. I can't even remember at this point. Don't no. worry too much about that stuff. You don't know what they're installing. You don't know what they're working on specifically. A guy could go five for 13 yeah. and you know, he'd be, he'd be doing all the right things. He'd be doing the things that they want or at least getting better at the things yeah. they want him to be working on. All right, Micah Parsons, who we saw last night in the Hall of Fame game, will win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Man, I don't even need to read this one. I know how you feel about this. No, yeah. you're shaking it. No, shake it! Shake that. No, no, I ain't going to be able to do it. Uh, listen, I think if it's not Xavier Collins, you know, it's going to – because this thing, he has two pass rushers, going to be a lot of balls up there. He's going to be the guy that you don't account for. When you go against the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to game plan for Michael Parsons and fight, figuring out what he can or can't do well. Also a dark horse for me is J.C. Horn because he's that pit bull. He's a guy that, listen, will probably jump a lot of routes because he's aggressive. Either he's going to be good or he's going to be great. You know, but he's got to dare to be great. He reminds me a little bit of a guy like Delta O'Neal who will have 10 picks but also give up 10 bombs. Micah Parsons is the favorite at Caesars Sportsbook oh, to win the I'm NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year at plus 500. Uh, and you mentioned Horn. He's plus 1,500. So if you really feel strongly about that, that might be somewhere you could put a little bit of your cheddar. Uh-huh. Maybe uh, get a little payout. The well, Rams have an equal chance of winning the Super Bowl as the 49ers. Take it or shake it. Current future odds at Caesars Sportsbook to win the Pro Football Championship have the Rams, 49ers, Packers, and Ravens all even money. No, not even money. Excuse me. Even, excuse me, plus 1,400. This was a complex question. I don't so even... the Rams have okay. an equal chance of winning the Super Bowl as the 49ers. Okay. That's not saying okay. that you think that they necessarily okay. will, but they got the same chance of winning okay. as the 49ers. Trizzle, Trizzle. I'm going I'm I'm to take that. I'm going to take that, and I tell take you that. what. T- t- take that. The take Rams it. are my favorite to win the Super Bowl. 
What? Matt Stafford has been disrespected long enough. We're going to see this weekend a Detroit Lion that's going to go into the Hall of Fame, and they wasted his damn career. That's what the Lions do right now. They're eating kneecaps and Achilles tendons and all that stuff. Now he's out there. He's getting that good vitamin D out west. He's going to show you guys. This is a guy that can throw uh, for 5,000 yards in his sleep. Uh, speaking of throwing crazy balls, did you see that throw by Aaron Rodgers at training camp yesterday? Did he call net? I don't think he called net. <laughs> I don't think he called that. Still, I did see it. It was very impressive. We call that uh, how Mark Jackson will call that release, rotation, splash, mama. There goes that man. Love it. Josh Allen is more likely to win regular season MVP than Tom Brady. Oh. Current odds at Caesar Sportsbook to win regular season MVP have Allen favored plus 1,000 over Brady plus 1,200. Take it. I'm going to take, take that. that. Take, listen, take that. listen, like Tom Brady's like take LeBron. It. It's like fatigue. It's like, it's like Brady fatigue. Like so many times he could have won titles, right? But he doesn't care about that. I think if, if they're winning games, he wouldn't mind being, you know, sitting out and, and load managing and letting the kid from um, wherever they got him from, um, the young kid from, was it Stanford? I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all, y'all at me later. But I tell you what, Tom Brady doesn't care about those things. He only cares about titles. Right now, Josh Allen is trying to get his bag. So if he get an MVP, that's going to give him the biggest bag out of all the guys. He's going to say, guess what, Baker? I got just what you got, and I got more playoff wins. So absolutely, I go with Josh Allen. He's ascending. You know, Tom Brady's just trying to get, get another ring. Let, right me off throw to in, let me throw in a follow-up, take it or shake it. Josh Allen will get that extension before the season starts because he said he's shutting down talks. Yeah. If this, once the season starts, he's not talking anymore about an yeah. extension. Well, I'm going to take it because, I, listen, no, listen, you can pay now, you can pay later. And if you pay later, it's going to cost you a lot more money. You know, it's like when Jiggy, you say, what's the difference between a 4.5 and 4.6? About thirty dollars to, $30 to $35,000. Well, that's about an extra $33 million annually a year on a taco if you get paid after the Yeah, he gets them back the to the AFC Championship game. He pushes oh, yeah. them to the Super Bowl. Then, yeah, you're going to have to pay a little bit more money. Uh, it also has Allen equal to Rodgers at plus 1,000. I don't think you can count Aaron Rodgers out, man. Yeah, a- a- that Ryan chip on the shoulder yeah. just keeps on growing. Another take it or shake it here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Urban Meyer won't last more than two seasons mm. in the NFL. Take it or shake it, Bart. Ooh, this is a tough one because everybody in that division is, is strong outside of um, Houston. You got Indian, you got the Titans that are the cream of that division. If he struggles, you know, we've seen him quit before. You know, I don't know. I think it could, you know, I don't know. He liked money, though. I don't know. Maybe they can mutually agree to separate. I'm going to go ahead and take that. Take it! That he won't last more than two seasons in the NFL. He's going to leave Tebow as his head coach. He's going to name oh, him his successor. Oh, what a theory that is, Bart Scott. What a theory. <laughs> Tim Tebow, head coach. And AKA he, Tree and Riles, he would want coach. you to call him coach, don't you think? Yeah, I'm going to call him uh, Buzz with his haircut. With supplies and solutions hey, for buzz. every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. You are listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and, of course, your smart speakers. He's Bart Scott. I'm Jen Latta, filling in for the guys, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Up next, DeMarcus Ware. He's coming up on the show. Stick around. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.